Good. Um, you called me at the perfect time. I just finished my uh, bi-weekly vape maintenance. <laughs> I thought you were like, I just finished jacking it. Man, perfect timing, dude. Mm-hmm. It was like, is that is that your rendition of what the Skype call sound is? Yes. No, it's s s s s k k k k y y y y p p p p e e e e Skype. Oh, are you recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you just fucking safety dance your answer? Are you recording? Yeah, 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 show on the planet featuring the two best damn men in the galaxy and i'm talking about me the B, to the l-a-k-e that's right it's blake Woo! by god tanner whoop, whoop. and over there is the best damn good brother anyone could ever hope for you son of a bitch and it's scotty moore you damn right, motherfucker, best good brother on the fucking planet. Let me tell you something, good brother. We're going to have a good fucking time tonight. <laughs> Give me a fucking brother shake right there. There we go, good brother, brother shake. Hell yeah, brothers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck? This is this is, this is is a day. Yep. Uh, we're recording uh, this on uh, 316 day. Oh, you're damn right. We're recording this on the damn 316. Austin 316, give me a hell yeah day. Oh, hell yeah day. Got some good brothers here going to discuss us some 316s, going to talk about some damn good movies, have us a damn good time. So, uh, just, <laughs> you send me these little nuggets, <laughs> these little, these little nugs throughout the week. Of just like, hey, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about this. And after a while, I forget they exist, but... The reason that I send I... them to you is because I forget that they exist. <laughs> so, uh, what was the... We, I've got a lot. I've made a list. I have a list here to go through. Okay. What the fuck? Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi okay, do you want to start out with Obi-Wan? Because... Yeah, let's just do some... Let's dive right into the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, so Scotty... I'm about to lay my thesis on you about Obi-Wan and the high ground. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, so, I, I, of course, you're referencing the infamous scene at the end of Star Wars Episode, episode three. 3, wherein... Exactly. You cannot win, Anakin! I have the high ground! I hate you! And then... Well, yeah, of oh, course. No. Let's, start, let's start with that. Obi-Wan tells Anakin not to try anything because he has the high ground, right? Yeah, because so, that's, if you're in, I assume, fencing or sword play, if you're sword fighting another man, the, the, uh, a higher ground gives you better, I would assume, better, right. like, like a, an a, advantage. A, an advantage, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we think that this means that Obi-Wan believes the high ground to be an advantage, and he okay. proves it 
when Anakin does stupid flippy Jedi shit and gets all of his fucking limbs cut off, except for the one that was already cut off. All right? right. He gets his bitch ass cut like he should have deserved. Right. You done got yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. But Obi-Wan himself is being hypocritical in this moment. Because, you see, if you what? rewind that shit back to episode one, at the climactic battle against Darth Maul, okay. I'm just going to ask you to remember who is at the top of this uh, fucking endless shaft to nowhere that's in the middle of a fucking hangar for some reason. Um, there's a giant, yeah, there's a big old shaft. Yeah. Obi-Wan has a big shaft. But Darth motherfucking Maul has the high ground. Oh, shit. Yeah. He does have the high ground. Oh, yeah, because Obi-Wan is in the shaft. Yeah, he? he is below him. He's, like, making sparks, trying to just get him to fall. So Obi-Wan has to pull off very similar stupid flippy shit. Stupid flippy shit! <laughs> to jump out of the damn hole. Oh, my God, over Maul. Grab his lightsaber with the force, and he chops that motherfucker in half. <laughs> so I'm gonna I ask you. So th think about it this way: it's not the high ground or who has the high ground that wins in a situation involving Obi Wan motherfucking Kenobi. As a matter the of fact, will be Obi Wan Kenobi. If there is a high ground to be had, no matter who has it, the winner is Obi Wan Kenobi. When you add a high ground into the mix, Obi Wan Kenobi's chances of winning drastically go up. It doesn't matter who has said high ground as long as there is a high ground. Exactly. He does oh the same God. shit earlier in Did episode I... three when Grievous knocks him off of a fucking cliff. I just realized something too. How does Obi-Wan die? Because when he I put this on, in. He... Yeah. They're in the he's hallway. On even ground. Yeah. He's on even ground. Exactly. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is the master of angled fighting. <laughs> no matter what angle it is, he will kick your ass. But if you meet him on a flat playing field, you can fuck him up so quickly. <laughs> this explains everything about why Obi-Wan was so shit in the prequels. He never fought on even playing fields before. Yeah, right? <laughs> he never knew what so... it was like to be in a fair fight. He either had all of the odds or none of the odds stacked against him. Exactly. It was never an even fight. <laughs> exactly. So he's either like the ultimate dominating heel or the ultimate comeback babyface. But the minute like you put him on a 205 live match where the crowd don't really get into it because <laughs> both people are really even, mm -hmm. fucking Obi-Wan goes down. He gets his ass cut to hell. Holy shit, dude. So Obi-Wan's greatest weakness in the galaxy is just a flat-ass hallway. That is a flat hallway. Oh, my God. All of the... We've broken it apart. We've broken Star Wars. Exactly. We have explained Star So there you go. Angry Star Wars fans, you can take all of that anger and you can let it go now. Scotty and I have figured it out for you. We've solved it. That's why episode one had to happen. Mm-hmm. Episode one, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for nothing. It was there to show that Obi-Wan is an angular fighter. Exactly. Okay, so we've got angular Obi-Wan. That was one thing you sent, but then you also sent a beautiful, like, you were just so happy about banjos? Banjos. Was it ba 
It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't banjos. It was fucking instrumental Cajun music. <laughs> okay. Specific, what happened? Specifically, the best of Cajun instrumentals featuring Sammy McQueen. Sammy McQueen? <laughs> I don't know if that's oh. how you say it. But alright, so this very fucking CD a couple weeks ago. Okay. Me and some buds were just chilling out at a thrift store looking for stuff we could find. Where yeah. Hagen picks out like a bunch of CDs. And one of them is this Cajun music. And it's it's the best of Cajun instrumentals. Yeah. And so he's like, let's pop this in and see see, you know. Just how it pop goes. this bad boy in yeah. there and see what happens. So Scotty, I've had you listen to this earlier. And I just oh. want you to tell me how beautiful this music is. It's uh, well, I've actually had it playing this whole time. <laughs> it's just such a <laughs> it's such a jaunty tune. It is. So it's just nothing but happiness. Uh huh. Like you could go fight people to this. Um, I've I've been playing this on, in my car. I I kept it. I'm not letting yeah. go of this CD ever again. <laughs> it was a gift okay. that was given to me. So. Fast forwarding a couple weeks, um, okay. I was leaving uh, a rehearsal for the show okay. that I'm in, and um, I had to drive through like several neighborhoods to get to the interstate. Yeah. And um, how Birmingham is laid out is, of course, like the closer you get to an interstate, the rougher the neighborhoods you're going to be in. Right. Yeah. So it was about nine ass o'clock pretty dark and I was driving through one of the rougher I was probably I think I was in East Lake to have okay. to get onto I-20 to get home and then the best stupidest idea ever watches over me oh no because <laughs> I'm just riding through this fucking residential neighborhood I bust that shit up I crank it to 20 <laughs> and I roll down the windows and then all you hear is the haunting, jaunty tunes of Cajun Sammy the music. Sammy the Queen just getting it. <laughs> oh, like, no. I like <laughs> to best. think that there were yeah. several, like, activities that were going on that were interrupted by my Cajun music. And they're like, man, <laughs> we're going to rob this guy. And then they hear it. And the Cajun washes over them. And they're like, no, not tonight. Tonight will be a no. peaceful night. I, I don't know why, but I like the idea that, like, it's a bad neighborhood, right? Yeah. I don't know why I'm picturing a thief, like a cliche diamond thief, <laughs> like, it's... scampering through. For some reason, he's already in black and white, like, prison uniform, has his mask <laughs> on, and he just, like, hears the music, stands up for a minute, and then he turns around, the cops are there, but the cops are also stopped, because the cage is taken over them, and he looks down <laughs> into his bag of diamonds. And they've all turned into Cajun roasted peanuts. <laughs> and he just starts tossing them out. And they just, like, it's bringing people together, what you've done, Blake. You and Sammy DeQueen have brought together thieves and thieves and the police. Oh, God. Hey, you boys want some bolt peanuts? I got some bolt, bolt peanuts bolt. over here. B-O-I-L-T peanuts. B-O-I-L-T peanuts. God, Scotty, how good are motherfucking bolt peanuts? 
see, here's the, I've never had, are we really about to get into the Bolt Peanuts discussion? Um, that is where this tangent is taking us now. <laughs> the magic of so, Cajun music has led us here. Um, well, the first time I, I was very confused about Bolt Peanuts the first time I had them. Cause you know, I was always a roasty boy. I always enjoyed my roasted <laughs> peanuts. Cause they're good and normal. They don't have some sogginess to them. But then I tried, I tried the Bolt Peanuts and it was just so... It was so good. <laughs> it's the thing, it's like, growing up in Alabama, you always went to, like, thrift... Not thrift stores, but, like, uh, the southern version of a thrift store, which is a flea market. Yes. And there are three things you will always find at a flea market. Nasty clothes, chickens, and bolt peanuts. Don't care where you are. Don't care if the, like, flea market is about to be closed. Mm -hmm. Bolt peanuts will be there. And there are always fucking chickens. Right? Holy shit! It's always... Have you never noticed that? There's always a chicken. If not a group. Like, there's yeah. always at least one chicken. And some most of the time, there are other miscellaneous farm animals there as well. Yeah, yeah. People oh, bring favorite. them. They're pets. My, <laughs> my favorite was, uh... Just, like... They had, a, they had a stand where you could just get corn on the cob. And they had this huge tub of butter. And I honestly, I think it was a paintbrush. I do not think it was a food brush. <laughs> they would just slop it in the butter, put it over the corn, and then you just have you a good hunk of butter. <laughs> ah, shit. The chicken's gotten the butter again, Bob. My favorite part about flea markets, though, are the fact that you can legitimately get anything for about 50 cents, like $50 less than how much you were going to pay for it. Mm, it's so fucking they'll be good. Like, yeah, they'll be like, this? This was actually... I got a vape. I got a fucking vape from a flea market. Like, that was usually $100, and they're like, you know what? Here, just take it for 50 I'd also have some juice and batteries in this new tip for it. Oh, and also, here's our entire supply of juice. Here's yeah, we just want to get rid of it. Please. Oh. We don't want to be part of this company anymore. God, that brings me to another... I just had a vape conversation with a random dude the other day yeah. that made me realize god I really don't know shit about vapes right but I know enough to keep the conversation going to where he's the one that's doing all the talking and where I'm like yeah that I do know about that yeah that's a really cool thing that vapes do oh you got those real big fat clouds damn son look at those fat clouds <laughs> holy shit I am envisioning the clouds that you are blowing forth in my mind and much oh, like those yeah. clouds, it is blowing my mind, my brother. I just, I just love the white boy boys. You're just like, oh, you have those big fat clouds? Congratulations, good sir. You have the best clouds, sir. You have the best. And it was, I was helping Michael pick up a fucking lawnmower. And it was one of the dudes that worked at the lawnmower repair shop. Oh my god. And he comes up and he's like, hey, yeah, you got, they got a nice little setup there. What you got right over there? And I'm like, yeah, I just got this little thing, you know, it's not much. They're like, yeah, I I have me a nice double twin luck set up. You can go to like 65 <laughs> ohms. Uh, you drip that tip on, and then you can blow clouds from here to Arizona. Good sweet Jesus. Man, I I hate to interrupt you, but I'm still, I'm still, like, the, the Cajun Instrumentals is still playing. We're <laughs> still jamming to this in the background with Sammy and Queen, and I just love the album cover. <laughs> like, the album cover is great because all you just see is a bunch of Cajun 
Like, this is the most pure 70s album cover I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of, like, it's a fiddle, a, uh... Is that a... That's, that is a fucking accordion! It's an accordion, yeah. There's an accordion, and it just says, Best of Cajun Instrumentals, featuring Sammy McQueen. Let me, uh, let me do a little spoiler alert for those of us, for those of you who have never listened. Uh, no, it's not featuring. Sammy McQueen is every fucking song that I'm seeing right now. <laughs> He's doing everything. So, uh, <sighs> you know what? I, uh, get, get, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Cajun instrumental off of this, off of these hot jams? Scotty, I don't know if you've realized, but they all coalesce into one single track. <laughs> well, uh, They just yeah, cut them up into three minutes pieces just so you could easily uh more easily navigate to your preferred one well let's see we have the creole stomp uh eunice blues pretty country girls <laughs> and jambalaya jambalaya i'm, I'm a partial to hippie tie yo okay corley rodin i'm cutting i'm cutting the music and we're gonna jam to some hippie tie yo until the end of this all right Oh my god, Hippie Tayo. Oh, what about Grand Boys Real? Wait, where? Number four. Oh, Grand Boy. Oh my. You. Okay, that's gotta be like blah. That's gotta be some French. Shit. Look, you it's can just shut the boys. fuck up, and it's because it's <laughs> Grand Boys Real. Where? <laughs> or or if you real? want, like, if you want to translate it from Cajun French, Real Grand Boys. The realest grand boys. <laughs> oh, you know, I originally, I told you before this, I had a plan for our April shirt of the month to be like WrestleMania themed. Yeah. I think it might have to be a best of Cajun instrumentals, but it's going to have best of the BS featuring the real grand boys. <laughs> the real grand boys. <laughs> I oh. love it. Holy shit. Oh, grand boys for real. <laughs> the real grand boys up in this house i'm just trying i'm listening and i'm trying to find a way to like flow to this sick beat they're putting down because <laughs> sweet jesus it is it is the sickest beat that they're laying down right now you have no idea how beautiful this music is to drive to <laughs> that's my thing for like like when i was florida driving you have to drive for so long, yeah. so you just listen to con you just listen to country music, so you feel like you're home. That's what I did. Like I just went full out. Like, you know what? I haven't been in Bama for a while, so I'm gonna listen to some Toby Keith all day. Oh fuck! <laughs> and I had I got called out on it like a shit ton. Like one time, one of my managers and me went to like a McDonald's, and she just pulls up next to me, gets out, and it's just like, is that? Was that Honky Tonk for Donka Donk? And I'm like, yes it was. Yeah, girl. Uh, maybe I'm homesick. Maybe maybe you need to show your Honky Tonk for Donka Donk or something. I don't know. Homesick. You know what? You know what? Screw this. <laughs> oh shit, have we ever told the story of when I fucking uh, straight up cried? Cried in a fucking uh, casino? And that song started playing? No! I don't know if you saw the tears happen, but this was like the last week before I moved down to Florida. We all went to fucking a casino, because that's what you do. Yep, we smoked so we cigars all... in the casino. Smoking cigars at a casino, winning money, 
And I had like $20 left. And I just, for some reason, over the intercom, they start playing Sweet Home Alabama. And we passed a machine earlier that was called Sweet Home Alabama. And I just looked up, like, I know what I must do now. <laughs> and just walked like an action hero. Tears in my eyes, like, Sweet Home Alabama. And then I lost that entire twenty dollars in the machine. Oh, that was that was your last sacrifice to Alabama. <laughs> that was my last blast. Like that was the last thing I was gonna do before I left. Was just like, this is destiny. Oh, money's gone. Yep, and there it went. No, no, wow, fuck, that was fast. Oh shit. I thought that. I thought this was a penny machine. No. Shit, you can you can waste your money away on those penny machines, my brother. Well, that is a thing, but the worst is when you went to, like, a machine that you couldn't tell how much you would spend. Like, you could have, like, a penny machine, a five-cent machine, a dollar machine. Mm-hmm. And you would go up to one and be like, I don't know what this is. Here, let's sit down and play. And it turns out it was, like, a dollar machine, and you're like, wait a minute. Hmm. How did I suddenly just lose five million dollars? <laughs> oh. I I really don't like when the penny machines is like, all right, you put it in, you have twenty thousand credits. Do you want to transfer like, oh, that to awesome. cents? Nope. Twenty thousand. That's amazing. Oh, it's still two hundred dollars. Still not bad. No. Not two, twenty thousand dollars though. Um, you know, I actually I finally like. There's like a boat in Florida. It's the the gambling cruise boat. I went on that once. Don't go on those. Gambling cruise boat. <laughs> don't go on those for multiple reasons. Um, one, you won't win money. You will not win money. And the problem is when you're like us, not like experienced gam, not experienced gamblers, and also not people willing to put like over maybe a hundred dollars into gambling. Yep. Uh, you run out of your money fast on that fucking boat. So I was just sitting there like, well, I have no money left. The boat does not come back into shore for five hours. <laughs> what the oh. fuck am I about to do? Well, well, that's when you realize they have a helpful little order your drinks while you're at the slot machine. Oh, fuck. That was the best part. That was so the only bad, good. The bad part was the fact that you had to, uh, like, I think you actually had to pay a little bit into each machine before you could get it. So basically, yeah. so, like... Hey, I'm gambling. Um, that and was one thing. I also learned roulette. A big gamble, big reward. I learned it on there. Yeah. Because I went, I was like, I have $5. I'll oh, fuck it. I'll play real quick. And then I like, went up to like 75 and went, oh, fuck, let's go again. Oh, shit, my money's gone. It's all fucking gone. It's just all gone. It's just all gone. That's... And then after that, oh, roulette. After, that shit, after the roulette debacle happened, I was like, now I'm officially out of money. What the fuck am I going to do? At which point, me and Megan was with me. Me and Megan went up to the top, like, floor of the boat where there was a, um, oh shit, what's the term? A burlesque show. There was a burlesque show going on at the top of the boat. Oh my god. And you have no idea how hard it is to convince your then-girlfriend to be like, no, it's actually very artistic. It's a very long-lauded American art form burlesque it's not like stripping it's not gross then we get up there and it's just people stripping oh, <laughs> but man. i did start to evaluate people i did start going like you know what 
I think she actually has some emotion behind this. I think she's telling a story. Man, she's they really su- committing to this. I'm I'm she's, behind her. She's artistic. I like it. But yeah, that's what happens when you lose all your money on a boat. So you go you see a shitty burlesque money, show. Yeah. So if you want to lose your money on something better, Blake Tanner. Go to patreon.com slash alone of BS. <laughs> Booyah. Booyah. I like the snap of, and now, Patreon plug. <laughs> uh, just give us a little bit of money. Just help this show go every single week. Give us a little bit of extra cash in our ass. Don't put it in there. We're not. This is not a burlesque show. <laughs> this is not the burlesque show. So just remember, uh, you can do that. For a dollar, if you donate a dollar, it's only a dollar a month. You'll barely ever miss, notice it's missing. You will actually get uh, shouted out every single week on the podcast, like the Patreon Saint Deborah Amore, like Megan Bolden, also known as the person who kind of saw burlesque for what it was. <laughs> uh, donate $5, you get weekly uh, motivational videos from me or the Bee, where we can actually just help you get through this shit. Help you get through <laughs> this thing called life. And get through uh, it the only way we know how. S- selling shirts and making adverts. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be like, get through the only way we know how. Sammy the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, just give us some money, and then if you donate $30, you will be put in. You will be one of the elite. The, the elite. The elite. The, the elite in Ooh, the yeah. BS. Booty box. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The BS booty box, where you get you a brand new shirt every single month. Some other little goodies going on in there. It's like a subscription box, except we're not as good at it. It's definitely. It is a thank you. You will not be getting your money's worth out of the box. You are not paying it's, thirty dollars for a subscription box. It's just a little thank you from the BS. It's a, <laughs> I'm happy you're the first one to finally come out and say it. Like it's not a subscription box. The shirt is honestly a thank you more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And if anything else makes its way into the box, that means we got bored. And just oh. remember, you gotta have to, you gotta be in, uh, on the Patreon for thirty dollars before the end of March in order to get the new best of Cajun BS <laughs> real grand boys shirt. Real grand boys. <clears throat> oh my god. Oh fucking hell. So. Man, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's only March, and it's already been a year. But you know something, like I think, um, I, I think the world kind of handles handles things the wrong way. Yeah, a way that w- we can show them correctly. Exactly. Now, uh, you you came up with a concept after last week's BS called uh, BS versus. Yeah. A show where we just put people to the test against each other. But I thought I thought we can go one step further and show this world. Show this world that pro wrestling can really, like, make things better and make the world better. For instance, think about this year's inauguration. All right. So, wait. We're just basically taking BS versus whoever's going to be versing who and sticking them in a wrestling ring. Yeah. They're just wrestle boys. Good, good. We make them wrestle boys. Get these um, wrestle bros out here. So, I think that... Uh, our first, we have a, there's a big problem in America mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. A big orange boy problem. The orange. And so, and so our story this week starts back in January at a time called the inauguration. <laughs> and uh, a man, a man is taking the stage, a man called Donald J. Trump, and he says, I 
Donald J. Trump promise to uphold the integrity, I'll do it best, better than anyone, uphold the integrity of the office of the President of the United States, and I will... What's that noise? What is By that God. noise? By God, it's Bernie Sanders! It's Bernie! It's Bur He's got a steel chair! Father, oh, can we just enjoy Bernie's intro music? Yeah, yeah. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila! Oh, God, oh my Bernie! God. <laughs> Bernie attacks! He attacks Trump! He cashes in his money! His money in the Senate briefcase! Oh my god! If you don't know, the money in the Senate briefcase is an event held once every 10 years. Every 10 years! And the winner of the money in the Senate gets- We're a bunch of old senators. Of course, the Senate is the blue brand. Yeah. Uh, the, sen <laughs> the senators all fight to climb a ladder and grab a suitcase, wherein, if they can beat the president in hand-to-hand -hand combat, they will officially take office of president. Yep. It was amazing is, watching Bernie Sanders is, win, actually. This was an unprecedented moment. Because everyone had waited until, like, later in the term to do it. Mm -hmm. Bernie did it time, like, the moment it happened. He went in at inauguration. He leaves Beldemont. He's swinging the belt the around. Beldemont <laughs> Well. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so pumped. He's got the belt in the air, and it's a happy moment. His hair you know, is flying out even more than usual. See, the crowd, the crowd, you could tell the crowd wasn't happy with what was going to happen. They're like, oh, we just know Trump's going to win. Mm -hmm. We know this is what's going to happen. But no, Bernie comes out, cashes in. And my God, people went wild. <laughs> they went crazy. Yep. It's like the inauguration crowd doubled as soon as Bernie Sanders' music <laughs> hit. People came so flooding out like into the streets. people now. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, cut to the next night on, uh, MSNBC Raw. <laughs> MSNBC Raw! And, uh, the lights, the lights go down and you hear, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> and, oh, and I am the representative for the man who should be your reigning Defending President of the United States of America, Donald Trump! And out comes Trump. Trumping on down to the ring. He's just gets trumping. Inside, Straight gets trumping. Gets a mic. Straight trumping. That's his shirt. He just has a shirt that says Straight Trumping. Straight Trumping. He uh, gets in the ring, runs back and forth between the ropes, takes his Make America Great Again hat and throws it out into the crowd. Uh, they throw it back. They throw it back and he stomps on it in anger. He grabs a mic. He grabs a mic and just goes up and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure many of you may have saw what happened at the uh, inauguration. It was horrible. It was horrible. You all saw it. It was stolen away from me. Stolen my presidential campaign. All that was for nothing because of what that little... I'm trying to think of something to say that's not racist. <laughs> to me. Uh, that's away. a first, Mr. Trump. <laughs> he took away, my, took away my presidency. And so now, Mr. Sanders, 
I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get my get my presidency back and hell in a cell because you know a lot of people out there they talk about me to get the fake news they say they say I'm a bad guy I'm not a bad guy I'm not a good guy <laughs> I'm I'm the guy oh and Bernie Sanders made a mistake for messing for messing with the guy and I'm gonna show him that in hell in a cell let me tell you that right now Bernie Sanders, you're never, you're never gonna amount to anything. Once I'm through with you, they'll never hear from you again. Just like what I did to Hillary Clinton. Just like what I did to them all before me. Just like... What is that? Oh, God! It's Sanders! <laughs> Bernie! He's coming back out! He's coming out to the crowd. Oh, my He's God. Coming... They put the pedestal up for him. He's coming out through the crowd. He's in the freaking crowd. It's in the... He's got a mic. Bernie's got a mic! <clears throat> okay, so Bernie stands on his pulpit amongst the people. Mm -hmm. Donald J. Trump! <clears throat> I proved something to not only you, but all of the American people the other day at the inauguration. I proved the old adage that people have been saying for months now. Bernie would have won! Because I am Bernie freaking Sanders. And Bernie freaking Sanders is the voice of the people. Do you know what got me here, Mr. Trump? It wasn't a million dollar loan from my daddy. It was $27. $27 from every single person in this room. $27 Woo! to the millions and millions yeah! of Bernie Kratz all across this great nation. And you know what I'm going to do with that $27? I am going to take you down and help this country rebuild. I am yeah. truly going to help America. And you know what you're going to do, Mr. Trump? You're going to try to take that all away from these people. You're going to try to take it away by throwing money at it, like you always do. But you know what you're going to do with all that money that you throw at me? I'm going to take that money. I'm going to take all that money, and I'm going to give it to these people. I'm going to give yeah. it to the people in the form yeah. of free health care for everybody. Yeah. I'm going to give it to them in the form of free education, free college education for everybody. And then... I'm going to take the rest of that money and I'm going to buy a real big sledgehammer and I'm going to call it the burn hammer and I'm going to go down to Mexico where you and your little gremlins are building that wall and I'm going to break down that wall and then I'm going to come back up to New York and I'm going to break down your wall street. Oh, I am going to take the power that you and the rich and the wealthy and the powerful have taken from the poor and the weak. And I am gonna redistribute it. And that's all gonna happen after I toss you off that hell in a what? cell. <laughs> Just Bernie, like you... The Undertaker did to mankind in 1998. <laughs> Bernie, did you just say you were going to toss, your, toss Trump off? Um, hell, the to the yes. The, oh, the hell okay. in a cell. Oh, okay. 
the British viewers were you lost the British viewers on that one. But you know something? I I hear you, Bernie. I hear you. It's it's wonderful the things you're saying. But you know something? You you're talking about all these these plans you got, but you never consider what happens if one fails. You don't have a plan B. And Donald Trump always has a plan B. Oh my god! It's Sean Spicer and Kelly and Conway! They're attacking him with chairs! They've got chairs! They're taking him down! Oh my god! Oh god. No! Who's that coming from behind? It's Steve Bannon! It's Steve Bannon! Steve oh Bannon! No. By god, we oh. haven't seen Steve Bannon in years! Oh my god! Oh my god! Is that. Who is that red suited figure coming from behind with beautiful blonde hair? It's. It's Hillary Clinton! She's coming to save Bernie! She's coming to save Bur Oh no! What? What does she have? What are those. Is that. A are those. <laughs> are those Russian hacks? Of the DNC? What is she doing with them? Oh, the Russian hacks no! are following! Oh my god! She's attacking Bernie with the hacks! The She's hacking. hacking. She's hacking Bernie. No. Getting... Oh wait, wait. Bernie doesn't have any incriminating information. He was actually a really good dude. <laughs> oh. He's like on the ground in pain, and he's just like, "Thank you for that. Thank you for adding that." <laughs> Thank on. you. Thank you. But wait, what's happening? The crowd. My God, the crowd's getting involved, Scotty. They're oh, pulling no. them off. They're pulling them off. They're pulling everyone off of Bernie. They are swarming Hillary. Oh my God! They are tearing Steve Bannon limb from limb. <laughs> oh no! What's Bernie doing? Bernie, Bernie's he's getting climbing, up. He's climbing. He's climbing the Titan Hold on. He's got. He's got a mic. You see what you didn't count for, Donald? You only have four Plan Bs. I have millions. And Plan oh my God! He jumped off. He jumped <laughs> off the Tron. He jumped off the Tron onto the Trump. Oh, Trump! Oh my God! Trump has been devastated. Trump's hair is falling body. off. Oh my God! It's wait a minute. What? His hair has become sentient. No! His hair has become sentient. It's attacking Bernie. It's a face or, hunter. Wait. wait. No, it appears to be sitting on Bernie's shoulder. Bernie has turned the wig of Trump to his side. <laughs> oh my God! How could this happen? And Ladies and gentlemen, I have never seen an episode of MSNBC Raw end in such a crazy, wacked fashion. And then it's just got Bernie holding the presidency above his head, a foot on Trump's chest. And then uh, cut to WrestleMania, where, well, he fucking lost. <laughs> It was, it, um, was a, it was a real bad screw job. It was really well. Let's be fair. It was a screw job. It was really bad. But at the same time, uh, I feel like the match really earned the respect of the people. So you know, Trump actually came out of it a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and people feel like they respect him more. Yep. Which is what could have happened. That's what could have happened. That's what could have happened if we had you know Trump versus Bernie. Even if did Trump, Trump won, they'd be like, well, you know something, like, he put up a hard fight, put up a hard fight, and you know what, we can't, we can't fault him for that. Well, we there, know. there would always be that one half of the crowd that would always boo him. <laughs> Let's go, Donald! Donald, Donald sucks! Oh, man, you ever notice how they're really overweight guys, too? <laughs> like, just really sad and overweight guys. Oh, dude, yeah. what the fuck? 
Oh, that was beautiful. We just created yeah. art, Scotty. I'm telling you, BS versus we're taking the world and making it better. BS versus is here to stay. I don't know what we're gonna do to top that. <laughs> but I'll damn, you, I'll tell you what we're gonna do to top that. Oh wait, you can't hear it. I'm playing more Saving the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that in. Actually, you should. We should just use like short snippets of this for like our transition to Patreon plugs. Oh what the Saving the Queen music? Yes. Oh, like the, yeah, that is the official music of the Patreon plugs. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, here, hold on, you know what, uh, we're, we're coming up on a new plug, what should we do? Should we do the Paradin two-step? Miko the Cajun? Oh god, Miko the Cajun sounds awesome, that sounds like a fucking N64 game. <laughs> Man, you remember Nico the Cajun? <laughs> Good old Nico the Cajun. The controls were a little fucked up, but otherwise it was a really fun game. It was, All yeah. right. Okay, we're gonna go with Miko the Cajun. Brother only to Gex the Gecko. Gex the Gecko. Gex the Gecko and Miko the Cajun. Fucking Gex. It does sound like somebody's really bad Sonic, like, fan creation. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Oh yes, yes he does. But, but you know what? Oh, do you hear it? Do you hear the, the salted tones of Miko the Cajun starting up? That means only one thing, Blake Tanner. <gasps> it's time! It's time to talk about merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Is That's that where right. you can get all of the sweet BS merch? That's where you can get all the sweet BS merch. I feel like I'm doing an advertisement for like a Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, like based, <laughs> like company. Just oh like, my god. Alright, boys, come on down. Make you some pottery. Let's go mini golfing, boys. You wanna? After, you wanna sift for some gems? Sift, sift gems. Sift Make gym. you some pottery. Paint that pottery. Go fuck yourself here in Calumburg, Tennessee. Laser tag. <laughs> Laser tag. <laughs> but yeah, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's where you get all the shirts you want, all the posters you want. We got clearance. We got stuff for Quizacorp, my new book coming out, Quizacorp Risen, coming out next week. Just saying, no big deal. Anyways, that's right, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. It can only be found on the internet and then in a tiny offshoot of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You're going to be walking town, see a creepy aisleway. You're like, I don't think I want to go down there. But when you do, you're going to find us. Gonna find old Miko the Cajun and go find the magic shop where your doc will teach you all sorts of tricks. That's the bad magic shop though, the one that sells gremlins. No, don't uh, shut up. Don't talk about Doc's magic shop. I love Doc's magic. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Shameless plug for Doc's magic shop in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, dude, I love Doc. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I found I think I found the man who wrote the Miko the Cajun movie. By the way. Oh my god. I'm, I'm casually browsing through IMDb TV and I found a man named Glenn Berkowitz. Hold on, let me sit. Is it Berkowitz? Glenn Berkowitz? Berkowitz? <laughs> Glenn Bernie Sanders? Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> you remember that period like in the mid aughts where. Uh, oh, this like... man looks like he kills people. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like a straight up. It puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the Cajun again. Yeah, but when you look at the photos, he looks so much happy. 
Look at how happy this special Yeah, because he just killed that dude and raised him as a fucking zombie. <laughs> oh, I lo oh, he has like, he has a straight up shaggy goatee on some of these. Oh. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> oh, I love him. Well, how do you pronounce It's Glenn Bergeritz? Bergeritz? Bergeritz. <laughs> Let me send you my favorite Glenn Bergeritz photo. <laughs> uh, fucking, oh my god no. Well, I, know, I, I found him because I wanted to do a segment on like shitty movies because that's always the fun thing so I looked up the worst movie ever only to find Glenn Bergen's movie the worst movie, movie ever <laughs> that's the title oh my fucking however surprisingly enough has a 4.3 out of 10 um, well, hold, on, hold yeah. on a minute this is some you false advertising <laughs> But do you remember, like, in the mid-aughts when they had, like, the fight, Meet the Spartans and all those really shitty, like, parody movies? The mid-aughts. <laughs> I, I just love, I've never heard that term used in a sentence before, but it's so <laughs> damn right. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's kind of this guy, but his shit is even worse. But it might be better, I don't know, like, purposefully. Is this straying uh, into, like, so bad it's good territory? Uh, well, let me read you the synopsis. A robot alien, angst-ridden teens, cleavage-wielding soul takers, a dark overlord, a pregnant 14-year-old cougar, macho scientist, Santa Claus. Yeah, this movie has it all. I'm reading the same story, I'm reading the same synopsis, and I'm glad you skipped the thing that you skipped. Well, that's because I want to read one of the quotes... Uh, there are two quotes from the movie. One is, Oh, Petey, you're the hermaphroditic transvestite I've always wanted. <laughs> and the other one is, Damn, that retard one's fast. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's got Is that like a Forrest Gump thing? <laughs> Damn, that retard... Oh, my God, it might be. That... I don't know. Um, but my favorite part about it is the trivia. In August 2011, the movie set a new record for the worst opening in U.S. box office history. Oh my god! It grossed Gross. less than $2,000! Oh, son, it grossed $11! Oh my god! <laughs> the opening we... weekend was 1700 though. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Right now it's saying grossing just 11 in its opening weekend. It sold oh. just one ticket on the Saturday and none on the Friday. The previous holder, Zizix Road, crossed twenty dollars. I'm feeling uh, this is this is a per this is a person that um, Glenn Bergovitz has raised from the dead as a zombie. <laughs> Actually, all the people that have watched this movie are Bergovitz zombies. Oh shit! He also made a movie called To Die Is Hard. Except he has definitely made it to where the two and the is kind of push over the die and the hard to where it just looks like it says it's die hard. hard. <laughs> um, let's see. When a gang of terrorists invade a campus building, it's up to English professor Joe McCann. Joe <laughs> McCann. Joe McCann. To save the day. Um, okay, Scotty, I want you to look at the, the box art for this movie, and I want you to tell me how obvious the gun that he's holding is a cap gun. Oh, sweet baby Jesus, no. <laughs> no! Glenn! Glenn, you special boy, why? This is like a fucking $5 Walmart cap gun that you spray-painted black. 
Okay, you know something, Blake? We're gonna have. I'm, I, I want you to do. I'm. I've already watched this. I want you to watch this and just kind of go over what you're seeing as it happens. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. The worst movie. There are okay. flying saucers, bad visual effects, weird-ass robot. <laughs> oh, she just spat out green. No, they're like vomiting jello. It's jello they're vomiting. But the guy's, the guy's face is the best. Glenn Bergerowitz is my favorite. No! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Did you just see him? Yeah. Did you just see the retard that runs fast? Yeah. Because he is adorable. Oh He's my, my new favorite boy. <laughs> uh. The fucking... Oh my god. Ah, special oh, effects. Oh, there was one special effect that I don't know if you've seen it yet. Is straight up just a uh, face like on Snapchat how you can swap faces. It's just that. Oh, That's all I it is. I just saw it. Did you uh, did you hear the best line of the trailer? Uh, I might have missed there, it. There is a young boy. Very young boy. This boy is at least probably seven years removed from the womb. He, and he is standing next to what is probably a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> Are you sure it's mine? <laughs> oh my god! And, and the nine-year-old girl remarks to uh, remarks to the boy, "I'm pregnant." And then the boy goes, "Are you sure it's mine?" And then gets straight out fucking decked by her. Just fucking slaps the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> I, the Jello, the f just the Jello, the Jello vomit is my, probably my favorite. Um, There's this one, where one of the robots is vomiting Jello. Let's just address the fact that this has 30, 375 almost million or three hundred seventy-five thousand views, and then there's a very long hold on a woman screaming for about oh the Jello vomit. No, there's so much. <laughs> did you see a puppy get shot? I the did. Definitely got shot. And that by was... shot, I mean they knocked over a stuffed animal. This is this is fucking rated NC seventeen. This is not suitable for fucking anybody. Wait, wait. This... Let's just let's go over a few of the quotes. Cause you know at the end of any good trailer, they say what people think about the movie. Uh, brilliant filmmaking, hilarious, says Tara King. Uh, a, a feat few parodies have ever been able to accomplish. Not capable of improvement by Gary Priest. The greatest uh, film I've ever seen, Glenn Bergovitz, film aficionado. Yeah. Glenn Bergovitz. Oh my, um, that dude, that dude's legit. Oh no, my favorite, Bergovitz and Dag Green are the Lennon and McCartney of American cinema. <laughs> Holy shit. Pushes limits and brings out laughs. Almost dangerously funny. I was nearly choking with laughter. Oh. The greatest, the greatest film I've ever seen, Glenn Bergovitz. The worst movie ever, a film by Glenn Bergowitz. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Let's see, can we find the trailer for... Here's To Die Is Hard. To d oh, yes. Hold on, I need to I need to superimpose this onto the trailer of Die Hard. <laughs> oh yeah, right? Yeah. I play them at the same time? Exactly, I need, to, I need to see if this is all it's cracked up to be. Oh, 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 this special boy! The very first thing you see in the trailer, like, you know any cliche, like, long-haired movie character will flick their hair romantically, and it looks He's awesome. Just doing the problem, that. The problem is Glenn's hair is, like, it almost just looks like a small raven 
has made <laughs> nest in his hair. It's so as he shakes it, it's just like little shakes going off the Good. sides. He does have that bird hairdo going on. He's got the birdest of hairs. The bird do. Man, I can't, I can't not see that they're using the same fucking gun as a prop for everybody. Blake. Yes. Blake. Oh no. Blake. Blake. I just need you to know that while I was watching this, I got an ad for a website called Brown Sugar. And the advertising campaign is, just like Netflix, only blacker. Well, I know what I'm subscribing to. Featuring Foxy Brown, Shaft, The Mac, Hell Up in Harlem, Superfly, and I Escape from Devil's Island featuring Jim Brown. Scotty, wait, wait, wait. Are you sure this ain't a porn website? Uh, well... Because it's starting... It's sounding like a porn website. Uh, well, it's, uh, slogan at the bottom is A Black Explosion of Hot Chicks, Cool Cats, and Cult Classics. Um, I'm about to start my free week right now. Right now. Holy shit. Oh my god! Oh, they use the same fucking gun! Oh, for everything. Still, oh, you're still on to die as hard. Yes. No, I, I'm on. I'm on brown sugar, baby. I'm. Uh, I'm on the floor. Oh right no! Now. My favorite is when you click start your free week. It just says sign up now, baby. Sign up now, baby. Oh god, brown sugar. What the fuck? I would like you to know that the first thing that showed up in my Google feed when I typed in brown sugar is brown sugar ale, spelled S-U-G-G-A. <laughs> brown sugar. Um, it's fucking brown sugar ale. Uh, there's also an advertisement for brown sugar, so you can watch a trailer for brown sugar. Dude, I want to start this. My problem is I know I'm going to watch it so much that I forgot. I, that I'm gonna forget to uh, cancel when the free trial is up, <laughs> but it is in fact four dollars a month. Holy shit, that's only. That's, that's good. That's as much as a CISO subscription is. That's a CISO. We get, we'll get you now. Have to make a decision. Do you want to watch my brother, my brother and me, or do you want to watch the Mac? <laughs> the Mac. The Mac. Oh, Return yeah. to the Mac. Let's oh. see, what else is on Glenn Bergowitz's? I'm now back to Glenn. Yeah. Oh, let's read some more of Glenn's movies, just rapid fire. And you just tell me if any kind of stick out. We have uh, Guernica Still Burning, Bad Movies, Good Showers, and Civil Engineers. Uh, to Die is Hard, which we know is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> Evil Intent, Therapist, P-I-S-S-E-D. <laughs> Separate Checks, and uh, you know the worst movie ever. His uh, his uh, is the greatest movie ever. Of course. Uh, the follow up to that is of course Midget Zombie Takeover. Oh boy. Then we have the Ghost of Johnson Woods, <laughs> Driving with Our Eyes Shut, Jerry and Denny Need Therapy, which honestly I kind of love the name of. <laughs> uh, we have Sixty Seconds to Die. Then we have Sixty Seconds to Die. <laughs> 60 Seconds to Die 2, Auto Shop of Horrors, Love, Sex, Hate. Hold, 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 hold up. Auto Shop of Horrors. We're going in here. Okay. And I'm going to watch 
fucking Seymour sing about a people-eating car, ain't I? I ho hold on. I just want to also uh, bring up the fact that the third 60 seconds to die is 60 seconds to die 3, but it's DI3. <laughs> Let's see. Auto Shop of Horrors. A mentally disturbed car mechanic becomes convinced that if he eats enough human eyeballs, he'll develop the ability to see into the future. So when Cust... Okay. This auto is the Shop... I want to bring up the fact that uh, this is the most cause and effect synopsis of all time. A mentally disturbed car mechanic becomes convinced that if he eats enough human eyeballs, he'll develop the ability to see into the future. So when customers bring their car to his repair shop, he eats their eyeballs. That's it. <laughs> there oh. you go. This is, okay, Eat this it. is starting to sound more like a simplified Sweeney Todd mm -hmm. more than uh, a little shop of horrors. The tagline, you can drive your car in, can't drive it out. <laughs> Feed me. Eyeballs. Feed me. How to make your feature film for only $2,000 by Glenn Burgess. Feed me. What? 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 <gasps> what? What? No, Glenny boy. What did he do? Hold on. He got a death threat for the worst movie ever. Oh, I wonder he for said... what part. Oh, yeah, there is a point. All right, we're going to... I think we can watch here. Let's just enjoy the worst movie ever death threat. Worst movie ever. And <laughs> he seems very upset. Well, I'm about ready to kill you. Holy shit! Um, why? Killing creators something that is so repulsive, so offensive, so ruthlessly ugly. Oh no, Glitty B, what'd you do? I, 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 I can't even. got real incomprehensible at the end. I think it was the whole time because he was recording with the toaster, but what the fuck? What did you do, Glenny B? I want to physically kill you. I that want is... to physically kill you. Does that take down that 4.6? Does that take down the 4.6 that he had? I don't know. Did this guy rate? If he <laughs> rated it, he did gave you... it like a 2. <laughs> I'm surprised he gave it a 2. Yeah, <laughs> I want to physically right. kill you, but you know what, the effects were all right. 
I'm oh. a big fan of green jello, all right? I hope it, I love green jello. The green cotton's the best. Uh, let's I'm going to kill you, though. Uh, oh, 60 Seconds to Die still hasn't premiered yet. 60 Seconds to Die 3. Die 3. <laughs> Paralyzed for Fear, he's done. Ted Bundy had a son, which he's currently filming. And then, Badassploitation! Okay, I would just like to say that Ted Bundy had a son is just this dude's, like, biography. <laughs> it's his biopic. <laughs> this is... Uh, Mr. Bergovitz, I know. We I am know. on to you. Wait a minute. Is he? I swear to God, if he is playing the son of Ted Bundy. <laughs> no, he's probably playing Ted Bundy. He has to do his daddy right. He's got to play Papa right. He's got he's to gotta make sure that everyone knows the score. The real Ted Bundy. I need to... Uh... I need to address the fact that this is said said it's F rated. <laughs> F rated. F it's rated for, for Fs. Um, fuck. Eighty four people are directing this. How is that possible? <laughs> Directors: Robert uh, Alessandro, Louis Via Almanza. Eighty four more credits for directors. What? How many people are in it? There are more directors than there are people. Okay, oh god, Blake, I found the most special boy. Do you, okay, all I can say before I send this to you is do you remember as a child going to like the ice cream shop or like going up to the uh, the ice cream truck and you know, they had like the SpongeBob shaped ice cream thing, but then they also had the snow cone that was kind of like a rainbow snow cone, but it ended up being like just blue and red. Yeah, and it was just all ice. Yeah, I need you to look at the face of Luke Thompson. Oh, no. <laughs> His hair. His hair looks like the snow cone. He's got snow cone hair going on, man. Oh, my God. He just went full snow cone hair. No, I just made this fucking episode go full circle, motherfucker. You know why? Because Luke... Why Thompson was in a movie called The Friends of Wrestling as a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Woo! Oh. 316, Hell yeah! Oh, that's it. We're oh, calling we have to it. End it there. Yep. We can't not end it there. This is it. We have we have peaked. <laughs> we did it. We circled the whole episode back. Holy shit! Oh fuck! What did you learn? What did you oh, learn, Blake? Oh, holy shit. I learned so many things, Scotty. I learned that Ted Bundy had an illegitimate son, and he went on to make amazing, terrible movies. <laughs> and I learned that... Oh, God. Glenn. I learned Glenn. And then I learned... I learned that there are some real grand boys out there. Some real grand boys. The grand boys. Oh, fuck. Oh. Where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. I got hey. some series in the works out there. Uh, you can find both of us on our YouTube channel. Scotty, give them the deets. It's gotta be on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. No, if you go to the website, loadofpurebs.com, and the links on the side, you will find it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can find my book Queasel Corp on Amazon. Q U E Z A L C O R P. And this fucking Tuesday, 
the 21st of March, it's fucking coming! Quasal Corp Risen, the sequel to my book, is going to be coming out, blasted in your faces, available for all of your Amazon Kindles out there. Uh, physical copies will be available soon, just as soon as I can approve the way they look and the covers and all the good shits. And as always, you can find both of us online at aloadofpurebs.com. You can buy our shit on merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the YouTube. And as always, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of your BS. Except no substitutes, bitches. And we will see you next week. Woo!